Hello, everybody. This is Opinions and Beer. We're your host, Ed Ray1416. Hello, everyone. And I'm Adam. Today, we're talking about some stuff, including but not limited to Dink. Do you know who Dink is? No. Well, we'll talk about him in due time. First off, before we kick this off, I want to go ahead and do the beer of the day. And today's beer of the day is brought to you by Brazos Valley. Uh, Brazos Valley Brewing Company. This is a uh, B-Sides and Rarities. Anyway, this is a watermelon goose called Watermelon Weather. And that's what I feel like today. Today feels like some watermelon weather. Uh, this is a German-inspired goose. Uh, goose is a traditional summertime German ale that brings tart and refreshing together with a touch of saltiness. Mmm. This is uh, made in Brenham. Br- yeah, Brenham. Brenham, Texas, which is like... Uh, like kind of like closer to Houston. It's like it's kind of like closer to Houston and College Station than it is Austin. It's like right there in the middle between Austin and uh, Houston. And so I'm gonna crack open this here watermelon goose, watermelon weather, watermelon weather, watermelon goose. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see. Let's pour this baby. It's the color of a goose. I thought it was going to be the color of a watermelon, but instead, it's definitely the color of goosey. Goosiness. Oh, it's very fizzy. has a lot of head. Well, it's a very dissip- It's very fizzy. The head actually dissipates pretty quickly. So let's go ahead and... Let's go ahead and try this beer. Smell it. it smells very goosey. Uh, that's like I get zero watermelon and all salt. When was this brewed? When is this good buy? When's the best buy date on this? I bet you this is like old. I feel like I grabbed this from an old place. May nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Oh, this that shouldn't be too bad. It was just May. It was in the summer. This is brewed in the summer. You're telling me he's gonna go bad? No, this is all salt. There's there's no watermelon in this beer. So would you give this beer a zero? Psst, maybe. No, it's, let's see. Oh yeah, this is like this is pretty disappointing beer. Not even a good. It's not even a good sour. It's not a good watermelon beer. It's not a good tradition traditional tart. Yeah, this is a one. <laughs> this is a one. And it's not even gross. It was just like bleh. It's like so salty. Like I'll probably drink all three of these cans. Is it but even it's just so salty? Is it even worse than Budweiser? <laughs> no. But I mean I'm just saying it's salty. If you like salt, you'll like this beer. It has more flavor than Budweiser because of the salt. Other than that, it's like a salty Budweiser. Okay, so Budweiser is a zero because it's bland. Yeah, 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 yeah. Budweiser isn't beer, so we don't rate it. That's the thing. It's just water. <laughs> it hasn't been beer since the 1950s. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, uh, oh, Ed Ray, I'm pretty exhausted today. You know why? 
Why? Because I brewed a beer. Round number three, huh? Round three, but it's not an official round three because it's not my main. It's not a part of my main series. It's this is actually a experimental beer, and so it's even it's even it's even hurting me more because I know that this is a like one of my this is one of my big main beers that I'm trying to brew that are that's supposed to be perfect. Like I I just wanted to go off the cuff and see if I can make a crazy beer, you know. And yeah, and that's what I tried to do. Make a crazy ass beer. And it was very hard and very uh heavy and it did not I I don't think I extracted enough sugar. I don't think I think this beer is going to be maybe 2% in alcohol. <laughs> so so <laughs> so I'm pretty I'm pretty, I feel like I wasted five hours, but we'll see. I guess after fermentation, we'll see if I really did waste five hours of my day. If anything, I didn't waste five hours. I at least gained the experience of trying to make an experimental beer. Know what I mean? <sighs> it is what it is. I feel like I forgot to put that in the, hey, grab that box. That, that cereal box. Grab it. Is it empty? Damn! You forgot to open it. I forgot one of the... After all that, you know what, though? It wouldn't have fit, so I'm glad I didn't grab it. It would not have fit. I put too much grain. Well, this is going to be your breakfast for tomorrow. So that's, that sucks, but... <laughs> but... Oh, I'm, I'm telling everybody that I did put it in there, though. That's the one that had the barley in it. <sighs> Anyways, everybody, I'm just mad about my beer. We made a, a special beer uh, toss-up, and uh, it, it should be ready within four weeks, and we'll see how it did. I think it's going to be uh, horrible, <laughs> but hopefully not. Hopefully it's at least drinkable, even at 2%. Hopefully at least the flavor somehow is there. Uh, moving on, I guess. Uh, we're going to get into today's topics. A lot of dinosaur topics today, continuing our dinosaur talk of the month. Before that, I want to talk to Ed Ray. Ed Ray, you had a nice chance of visiting a shop, a local shop. Tell me your experience about this shop and what it was. Yeah, it's called Red Eye Flower. It is a cannabis dispensary in Vider, Texas, on North Main Street, just across the way from uh, Ace Hardware, M&D Supply, or whatever it's now called, in Vider. Well, on a whim, I just decided, you know what, I never gave the cannabis dispensary a try because I was at the bank depositing money, so I decided to walk north and see the place. And one of the first things that I saw right at, right at the door on the window going into the store is that you've got to be 21 or older to enter the building. So that's the first sign of legitimacy at a cannabis dispensary. And then I saw a variety of cannabis... Uh, Items such as hemp flower and uh, vapes, CBD vapes. And I also saw some bongs or pipes or whatever so people could smoke hemp flowers if they want. I mean, smoking hemp flowers will not get you high. I mean, all it's going to do is maybe... I, I really cannot explain it because I'm not into smoking uh, cannabis or anything like that. But as far as the... Items are concerned, you had CBD gummies, you have CBD candy bars, CBD cereals, uh, and then 
you had a variety of stuff like the vapes, like I said. There's some there are strains and deltas or whatever have you. But the main reason why I went over to Red Eye Flower or Inviter Texas was to see what their CBD oil is because it's hard to find CBD oil online. You have to get it at your local cannabis dispensary because CBD oil is very regulated compared to hemp oil. I mean, you can access regular hemp oil on Amazon or eBay or other stuff like that. But as far as CBD oil is concerned, because there is a difference, you got to go to your local cannabis dispensary because it is highly regulated and highly inspected before it goes out into the market and any cannabis dispensary whatsoever. So basically, there were three brands of regular CBD oil that I found over there, and they were range they ranged from I want to say $35 to $50 for a 1 ounce bottle of CBD oil, but the main thing that I bought over there, the one thing that I bought over there was called CBN oil, and CBN is a different type of hemp altogether because while CBD oil is a good inhibitor of pain and helps relax you with stuff like that, CBN oil is a natural sedative that is found in the hemp. So basically, I spent $40 for a bottle of CBN oil, and the first night I took CBN oil, it took 30 minutes to relax me to the point where I went to sleep and I slept very well, and I haven't slept that well since before then, but now I'm sleeping a whole lot better thanks to CBN oil. So what you do is if you have questions about the products that they have, especially if you're going to go to the Red Eye Flower Inviter Texas, all you do is ask them what kind of products that they have and if they sell a certain product or not. And if they tell you yes, ask for a description of it. And then afterwards, if you got the money for it, you could go ahead and go over there. But the bottom line is where wherever you go, if you have a cannabis dispensary in your area, be sure to ask questions beforehand, either by phone or by social media. Because if you go over there and you see stuff that you don't like, then you've wasted your you've wasted your trip for nothing. So be sure to use your head and ask questions. That's it. Exactly. I'm so surprised that you even went there. Well, you haven't had a chance yet. No, and I'm I'm surprised you went. I thought you'd be against that kind of place. Well, if they sold THC, then I would stay away from there, but they don't sell THC because THC is illegal. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Um, I guess moving on to our topic of the day, Ed Ray. Um, what are your thoughts about something I'm about to talk about? Do you remember the cartoon movie, Land Before Time? Yes. Were you a fan of The Land Before Time? I think two or three, but don't care about the others. You care about the first one? Uh, i never really seen much of the first one. The first Land Before Time. You know what? Let's talk about the first Land. Let's give some quick little facts about the first Land Before Time movie. The first Land Before Time was actually released in theaters, produced by Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, had a $12 million budget, and in the box office it made $845 million. It was then followed by 13 sequels, 10 of them directed by John Engel. For those of you that don't know John Engel, he was not just a director and an actor. He was also a teacher at one point, and he taught many Hollywood stars, but he ended up being 
an actor himself for television, such as playing Edward Quartermain on General Hospital from 1993 until his death in 2012. Did he really play that? Yeah, he played Edward Quartermain on General Hospital from that time period. Oh, yes. Yeah, he was in Robocop 2, Give Me a Break, The Golden Girls, Beverly Hills 90210, General Hospital 93 to 2012, Days of Our Lives, Mickey Horton, uh, The Office, and The Land Before Time. He was in 2007-2008. Oh, so The Land Before Time had a TV show, and he was also in there, in addition to The Land Before Time movies that he was also part of. Well, I think that meant TV movie. I think they, I think they considered TV, TV movies uh, TV show. I think. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Telev- You're right. There was a television series. How long did that last? No, there wasn't. This is bullshit. No, here it is. I'm sorry. Based on the series. Mm, they did one season of it. Or two seasons. 2007, 2008. Two seasons. Okay, so they did two seasons and John Engel was involved in that. He was the voice of the father of one of the characters. So crazy. You know, John Engel, however, he did not direct all of them. Uh, He did not direct all the sequels. He didn't direct 6, 7, or the uh, most recent 14, which was in 2016, was the last one. There have been 13 Land Land Before Time sequels had ready what are your thoughts about that how what are your thoughts about a show produced by steven spielberg and george and george lucas well i hate steven spielberg but george lucas is a genius well yeah look they made this they helped make this movie well don bluth was the director what else did he do don bluth don bluth also did the secret of nim Look at that, yeah, Secret of Nim. Amer- he also did All Dogs Go to Heaven American and Tale, Rockadoodle. Rockadoodle, Thumbelina, A Troll in Central Park, Anastasia, Anastasia. Uh, Titan A.E. Yeah, so Don Bluth is, a, is an animated genius in the same way that George Lucas is a genius too because George Lucas conceived American Graffiti. He was responsible for Star Wars. In fact, he was the one that came up with the story for Willow. Yes, yes, I know this. I know this. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this was the the first Land Before Time was such a such a monster, you know, created by such like mammoth creators. But it went on like it just kept continuing. That just that maybe that speaks on John Ingle's part, because I mean, John Ingle was a big what? No, why am I retarded? Okay, so John Ingle didn't direct, but he was the narrator. Narrator. Why did I think he was the director? Oh my god, that that just ruined my whole thing. Anyways, the first three were directed by Roy Allen Smith. Uh and then followed by Charles Charles Grovenser, who directed five through twelve, and then Jamie Mitchell directed thirteen, and then Davis Doy directed fourteen. And let's uh let's Let's, uh, men, so let's not mention words here that uh, when John Engel was getting too old to do the narration and the voices for the Topsy character or whatever, I think it lost its steam. Another factor was that the original actors for The Land Before Time, especially the original voice of Littlefoot, got too old to do the voice, so they had to constantly 
switch actors to make sure that it matched Littlefoot's voice. I'm trying to figure out what he did to get it, and I guess, I guess this director, the director that followed the original film, he he did Ren and, Ren and Stimpy. He did Ren and Stimpy before getting getting able to direct the next three. Uh, okay, so he produced Muppet Babies, and he produced Ren and Stimpy as well. Yeah. So that's Roy, Roy Allen Smith. And then this one, who this person who looks like he's made the most of them from 5, well, yeah, from 5 to 10, Charles Grovenser. What did he do? Let's see. Uh, television series... Godzilla. He was a layout artist. Was it the cartoon for Godzilla? Oh yeah, this oh, would cartoon premiere. Godzilla. Yeah, this would often premiere on Cartoon Cartoon Network during the years. And then he did that Pac-Man oh, look, the Pink thing. Pink Panther, nineteen ninety five. Pink Panther. He directed. Mm. Curious George, Bob the Builder, Peter Rabbit. It's interesting. He was a storyboard artist for Beavis and Butthead and Animaniacs. What the heck? So crazy. <laughs> so Charles Grosvenor does have some credibility. That's just always crazy to me, Ed Ray, seeing all these people. Uh, so let's go off the list and let's see if you remember any of these and how would you rank them. Uh, the first Land Before Time, you said you haven't even seen it. Uh, I've seen a little bit of it, but I was never into the full movie. Mm. Second one was The Great Valley Adventure. I remember that one very well. Third one was The Time of Great Giving. I remember some of it. Number four was Journey Through the Mist. No. Number five, The Mysterious Island. No. Number six, The Secret of Source Rock. No. I actually know that one. I know number six. Uh, number seven, kind of two, the stone of the stone of cold fire. No. Number eight, The Big Freeze. No. Number nine, Journey to Big Water. No. That's actually the last one I, I watched. Because I, I know because they have a whole song. Big, 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 big water. It's the big, 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 big water. <laughs> That's what they do. That's the song they do. Uh, 10, the great long neck migration. <sighs> 11, the invasion of the tiny saurus. 12, the great day of the flyers. And thir- wait, 13, the wisdom of friends. And 14, journey of the brave. How are they making so many of these movies? Question is, why are people still milking this series when it should have died after The Land Before Time 5? Well, it looks like they made a movie every almost almost every year until 2007. And then they skipped about nine years before making uh, the 14th uh, film. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What are your, uh, who's your favorite characters in the Land Before Time series? Let's see. I think the my favorite character was a grandpa named Longneck. Oh, yeah. And then Topsy, obviously. <laughs> You're not a big Littlefoot fan? Nah, they're just boring. Littlefoot? Yeah, Littlefoot's boring. How about Chomper? Chomper. Chomper, he's like a little T-Rex. Little T-Rex. Don't you know who Chomper is? I haven't seen the movie in so long. I, I don't remember all the names. Oh, my God. Chomper is like the little, the, the baby T-Rex. 
Jeez. Look at the Secret of Source Rocks. Uh, Littlefoot. I remember Source Rock. Very, very good. I thought that uh, Journey to Big Water. I thought Big, 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 Big Water. Oh, that's when they introduced these new characters. Like these new fish people. New fish dinosaurs and all kinds of crap. Very strange. Very strange. Now, you know, Ed Ray, there's a, there's a crazy uh, following when it comes to animated dinosaur shows and movies. I wanted us to... We know the history of Land Before Time and how good it was, how crazy it was, how the fact that it's lasted so many years. Some don't last that long, Ed Ray. Some only last one or two seasons, one movie, half a season. I want to go through and look, and I want us to rank what we think would be best to worst. We don't know these shows, but based off first impressions, we're going to rank worst to best in these next series. You ready? Yeah. Starting off our list, ranking them worst to best. So one through five, we'll have to watch them all, I guess, and then we'll go through it. First off, we're going to start off with Kung Fu Dino Posse. This was a show... Ray, what are your thoughts? What are your what are your first uh, impressions of the Kung Fu Dino Posse? It's nothing more than a parody of Teen Titans. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, Teen Titans and like a mix of like maybe like the like the yeah I guess Teen Titans. I, I was gonna say like Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. All those shows like a parody of that stuff. But you're right, t- parody <laughs> Kung Fu Dino Posse. Because the, well, the dinosaur Dino. characters are like teenagers. They are. That is weird. <laughs> I say to hell with that one. <laughs> to, hell, to hell with that one, he says. Kung Fu Dino Posse. Kung Fu Dino Posse. Let's see. Next up, we have. The next one, after that one, we have. Uh, this one. <laughs> I 
That was Denver, the last dinosaur. <laughs> what are your th- initial thoughts on that one? <laughs> Whoever created that show should have never smoked a crack. <laughs> it, it is the most crackheaded style cartoon I've ever seen. It's a crackheaded cartoon. It's a crackhead Denver. <laughs> The last dinosaur! It's like, and the animation wasn't that good. It was like old. Like, I guess it's an older show. I don't know. It must have been from the 1980s, which explains the whole crack theme song. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> this dinosaur this dinosaur survived and uh, he's hit an egg. And these kids find him and they're hanging out with the dinosaur and the dinosaur's wearing shades. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you like woke up a dinosaur and you're just like <laughs> a skater boy, like a skater, a punk rock skater guy that <laughs> oh god <laughs> played guitar, the guitar playing. <laughs> oh jeez, that just it kind of just blows my head up. Oh god. Uh, next up we have another one. Oh my god, I can't press. I can't press. I can't press him. My stuff is broken. Mm-hmm. Let's do this one. That was Extreme Dinosaurs. It looked a lot like uh, some of the old X-Men, Street Sharks, Spider-Man, uh, Ninja Turtles. Like It seems like it came out in that era. Is that, was that your take on this set? Could have been 1990s. I mean, it, it looked action-packed and makes me wonder, how, how can dinosaurs inject themselves with steroids to look like that? <laughs> They do look like they have steroids. 
Yeah, they look like they're on steroids. By the way, American government legalized steroids. When? I, I'm telling them to legalize oh. steroids. Please legalize them. I, I thought you were saying they did it. I'm like, oh my goodness. I was like, oh my god. Legalize God. steroids so baseball can be entertaining again. <laughs> extreme, extreme, extreme dinosaurs. Those, those dinosaurs are pretty extreme. Not only did they and have... jacked up. <laughs> not only did that... Not only were they steroided up, they had missiles on their back. And they were fighting in a, in a city. <laughs> what is going on? You think dinosaurs would be able to develop missiles if they <laughs> lived... Well, it depends on if they got genetically modified by the people of Jurassic Park. No, I'm saying in real life, do you think they can <laughs> You think a dinosaur could create a missile launcher that attached to their back? Not unless man intervenes. <laughs> oh, jeez. I think that's just the craziest stuff. Who do you think comes up with this stuff? Like, I want to see a, a dinosaur with, with a missile... Tap to the back, fighting other dinosaurs. That's what someone said. Someone said that to their boss. Hey, boss, can I make a show about a bunch of dinosaurs with missiles and, you know, they're jacked up, they're on steroids, and they fight other uh, bad dinosaurs in the city? In <laughs> the city? Oh, jeez. <sighs> I said that shit blows my mind. <sighs> Next up, we got oh something you may like. Dinosaurs, kids love dinosaurs, but the new dinosaur videos are all stalk and kill. Not anymore. Introducing Dink the Little Dinosaur from Turner Home Entertainment and Hanna Barbera. A little dinosaur lover's best friend. He's a baby dinosaur with lots of prehistoric paths. Even though they're dinosaurs, they're just like anybody else. And together they have a lot of fun sharing incredible adventures while learning some valuable lessons. There's six exciting child safe videos Land of No Return, Shyler's Friend, The Sky is Falling, Lights Out, Rivals, and Phantom of the Cave. Each Dink video is a full hour in length for maximum fun and contains five dynamite adventures that kids will want to watch again and again. That was close. Friendly Dinosaur Heroes, hours of fun and adventure, and high-quality Hanna-Barbera animation. Dink the Little Dinosaur is the safe, fun take for kids who love dinosaurs. Dinosaur. Collect all six. Now available wherever video is sold. From Hanna Barbera and Turner Home Entertainment. That was a, a, a trailer for Dick the Dinosaur. I mean, Dink the Dinosaur. Little Dink, Little Dick, Little Dinky Dick. <laughs> Dink the Dinosaur, Ed Ray. You a big fan of Dink the Dinosaur? I can't place my finger on. What what I've seen, you know. I mean, does it resemble anything that we just saw? <laughs> does it resemble does it resemble does it resemble Land Before Time? That's it. <laughs> does it seem does it seem like a big old Land Before Time ripoff? 
Oh yeah, it looks like a very low budget Land Before Time. But when did it come out? And that's the big thing. What if what if Dink the Dinosaur was first? Could be. I think it Let's could see. be. Let's see. Okay. Could be 1983. So, The Land Before Time was 1988. Dink the Dinosaur. Let's find Dink the Dinosaur stuff. Who is Dink the Little Dinosaur? Dink the Little Dinosaur. Dink the Little Dinosaur was 1989. And it premiered on CBS. So, it is, without a doubt, CBS's answer to the land before time. Jeez. Dink the dinosaur. Why did they... Why, why did you rip them off? Why? Why'd you rip them off, dinkers? Who produced this crap? Ruby Spears Enterprise? That's not even a person. That's not even a fucking person. That's like a... That's an enterprise. What is this? What is this? Who voiced Dink? R.J. Williams? He's an old guy now. Let's see. Acting career. He was in... He did a few episodes of Full House, Magnum P.I., Star Trek The Next Generation, Disney Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Oh, my God. He's fired. <laughs> he does not work anymore. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I don't know who 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 was famous in this. Nobody. Frank Welker, perhaps. Oh, you see that? Frank Welker, I think, was the voice of Freddy or Fred from uh, Scooby Doo. Look, Jim Cummings, uh, including Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Oh, was Jim? He Cummings? was. Yeah, he was the voice of Tigger, Robotnik, and Cat from Cat Dog. Look, the Tasmanian Devil, Dark Queen Duck. But she was just like a enemy. He was a bad guy in the show. So who are these? Who was a main character that we could say is famous today? Not Dink the Dinosaur. Let's see. Andy Lynn is an American actri- voice actress and singer. Scott McPhee. Andy McAfee was the voice of Phoebe from Hey Arnold. Oh, look at this. Yeah, look. look and, and, yeah, look at this. Donald Duck, uh, uh, Robin from the Tom and Jerry movie in 1992. Uh, she voiced Phoebe in the Han- the movie. Was she in the show too? Yeah, from the beginning. Oh, I guess she was. Look at there. So that was one of uh, Andy McAfee's most famous roles, being the voice of Phoebe from Hey Arnold. And Phoebe is supposed to be the sidekick of Helga. Samurai Jack, Recess. Oh, she was Ashley A. In Recess, the Recess show. So she's pretty famous. Uh, Like I said, Frank Welker is a legend. He was the voice of Fred from Scooby-Doo. Wow, he did a bunch of that. Let's see. Wow, they have a whole thing dedicated to him. That's how much stuff he's done. Film, television, video games, movies. Let's see. I've already said that. Uh, Theme park voice roles. Theme park voice roles. What does that mean? Probably voicing the characters that are... Video games. What is this? This is like his whole thing? Going all the way back to the 60s, perhaps. Is this like his voice work? Television. Yep. List of voice. Scooby-Doo. Fred Jones from 1969 to 1970. Fred Jones again, 1972-1973. Super Friends. Hong Kong. Jeez, he's done every single thing. So he was a good, he was a good uh, voice, huh? Pac-Man, he did the voice. He was Chomp Chomp and Morris and Adult Pac, 
baby. Adult pack baby. Adult pack baby. What the hell did these producers cut? Where the hell did these producers come up with this stuff? What is this? Have you ever seen a Pac-Man show with adult pack baby? This this is more messed up than the time that Japan named Pac-Man Puck-Man. We may have to uh, we may have to do a whole segment next month about <laughs> about uh like weird weird cartoons weird cartoons like adult pack baby <laughs> adult pack baby well, and uh, <laughs> Frank Welker was also the voice of Donkey Kong Jr. on Saturday Supercade what Sam Slater. and he was also in Muppet Babies as the voice of Kermit and Beaker I don't know who Beaker is you don't know who Beaker Beaker he, he made like one noise you don't need it Transformers, he did a bunch of uh, voices in uh, Transformers, Megatron, Gavatron, Frenzy, Blades, Jesus! Uh, the original Transformers. The Jetsons in 1985. Uh, G.I. Joe, he was Copperhead, Flash, and all those other people. He's done multiple voices for cartoons. Gee, he's done so many. He's like the modern day Mel Blanc, except Mel Blanc is gone. Look, he was Toad in X-Men. Is he alive still? Is this guy alive? Frank Walker, he's got to be 75, 76 years old. What's his most recent thing to do? Jeez, he just keeps doing stuff. Static Shock, various villains. This guy ain't going to retire. He's going to go on as long as he did, as long as Mel Blanc did before Mel Blanc died. Look, he just, he just voiced Fred Jones in the brand new Scooby-Doo. He also voiced Scooby-Doo himself. Yeah, I see that. Well, let's explain, uh... Scooby-Doo was originally voiced by Don Messick, and then Don Messick died in 1997. Since then, there have been a variety of voices for Scooby-Doo. That's crazy. Yeah, he, he's, he's, it looks like he started voicing them um, for a while now. Because, look, he's, he voiced them in all, like, the crossover. I think Batman, he, Batman, Scooby-Doo crossover. I think Frank Welker's been the voice of Scooby-Doo ever since Don Messick died. Oh, probably so. So he's been voice. So the scoot. So the voice of Fred Flintstone, not Fred. No, Flintstone, Fred Jones. Fred Jones is the same voice as Scooby Doo. Whenever you're watching the show, that's always that's crazy to me. Who else was in this show? Who was this other guy? Frank Walker. That's a big. That's a big name. And he was Scat. He was the funny. He's the funny character. He's that weird funny character in the show that all the kids liked. This person doesn't even have a uh, Wikipedia page. This person... Oh, look. He voiced two characters. Scat and Krusty. The Mean Turtle. So Frank Frank Welker did double duty. Next up... Stuart Scott Bullock. He was in Afro Samurai. He was in All Grown Up. Who do you vote? Pool Manager. Okay, random people. As Told by Ginger. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Back of the Barnyard. Crash Box. Danny Phantom. Phineas and Ferb, Teen Titans, Shaggy and Scooby Doo get a clue. So he, just, but he, he looks like he just plays random characters though. Yeah, he's not the big name that Frank Walker is. Yeah, not the big name that Frank Walker is. Frank Walker is the big name in that show. Anyways, let's go back to this list and look at well how we're gonna rank these. So uh, we have. One, two, three. We only have four. You know, let's 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 add a little. We don't have to watch anything for this because we know what it was. All right, let's rank them. We're gonna rank them 
what we think is best to worst compared out of all these what would you say is the worst would you say let me let me list them again dink the dinosaur land before time extreme dinosaurs kung fu dino posse and denver the last dinosaur what is the worst on that list denver the last dinosaur denver the last dinosaur is dog shit all right what else uh, uh what else do we got uh what's 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 a little bit better than denver the last dinosaur kung fu dino posse Kung Fu Dino Kung Fu, you don't like the rap? Kung Fu Dino Pussy. And what's uh, after? So we have Denver the Last Dinosaur. It's the worst. Kung Fu Dino Posse is the second worst. Uh, what's right there in the middle? We have Dink the Dinosaur, uh, Land Before Time, and Extreme Dinosaurs. This is going to be a very controversial one, but I'm going to say Land, of, Land Before Time. In the middle? Land before time, you go right there in the middle. Uh, <laughs> so you're number three. Uh, we have two and one. So what do you think is the second best of this list? Dink the dinosaurs you number two. Think? Motherfucker. Hey, <laughs> it's because it did not last as long as Land Before Time, but at least they tried, despite it being a ripoff, they tried to make it. <laughs> it's a ripoff! Exactly. So you know what? Uh... It wouldn't exist without Land Before Time. Doing so well at the box office. CBS trying to capitalize. Yeah, but at least CBS tried to change a few things. But they didn't do a good job. Otherwise, it would have lasted a little longer. <laughs> I don't know where... You know what? I don't know how I learned about Dink the Dinosaur. I think I learned it from some random VHS. You know how like VHSs, they had trailers at the beginning? You know, you watch it and there's like, there's like commercials and stuff before the movie starts when you put in a VHS... And I swear to you, Dink the Dinosaur was one of the trailers. And I can't remember which movie it was on, but I used to see that damn trailer every time I'd watch that movie. <laughs> Just, and Dink the, Di the Dinosaur. Ed Ray. Uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, if you go on t uh, Taking Back Nerdum, I did a whole thing where we uh, did a, uh, like a abridged. We did Justice League abridged. We should do Dink the Dinosaur abridged. Would you voice some characters? You should voice the characters that he voiced. Who do we talk about? Who would just say voice the who's the big who's the big catch in that show? Frank Welker. Frank Welker. You should voice Frank Welker in Dink the Dinosaur. Oh, that's gonna be a tough one. <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good, Ed Ray. So obviously, number one. According to Ed Ray1416, is Extreme Dinosaurs. Why do you put this as number one? Because even though the dinosaurs look like they're on steroids, it's a badass concept. It's a badass concept? Yeah, I mean, dinosaurs with muscles and missiles fighting in the city. You prefer muscles and missiles to friendship and song singing? I'm an adult. I want some action. <laughs> Then get yourself a hooker if you want some action. You got a point there. So, so, so after this episode, I'm going to go to my local brothel. Your brothel? You're going to put your woman in a soup? Get it? Broth? <laughs> brothel. This guy knows his brothels very well. You're going to... Are you going to ferment your woman? Oh, God. 
My yeast Speaking went crazy. Speaking of fermenting, he his his flask is overwhelmed. My flask is overwhelmed with um with yeast and it's yeasting all over the damn place. Well, let's just hope well, it doesn't erupt like a volcano. Jesus, what's well, getting everywhere? Oh my God! Anyways, uh, we're making a beer. Hopefully, as well. I forgot to put something in it. I'm not gonna tell nobody, except you. But you don't know what I told, what I put, did not put in it. <sighs> Hopefully, it tastes good. Probably gonna taste like gross. Hopefully, it's good though. Might be two percent alcohol, which is disappointing. I thought it was gonna be eight percent, but I can't get the sugar out for some reason. Even though it's all sugar, so maybe it's wrong. Maybe it's gonna be high in alcohol, and I just can't measure it right because I'm not getting it thick enough. I'm getting a lot of sugar in it, but it's not thick, syrupy sugar. You know what I mean? Thick and syrupy in dinosaurs. Have you ever wanted to rub a uh, extreme dinosaur down in syrup? Dino. That's been your fantasy, huh? <laughs> dino. You want to make some dino, dino loving syrup? No, that's your job. <laughs> Oh, Ed Ray. I love talking about dinosaurs. I can't believe... You know, our, our our culture is so fascinated by dinosaurs that we have a bunch of random-ass cartoons about dinosaurs. Some with steroids, some are friendship. The, the, Dink the dinosaur, the one thing that dude said is like, Yeah, all these dinosaur stuff is all blood and kill. But now we have a friendly dinosaur. <laughs> this is for the kids. This is for the children. <laughs> this is for the children. See, in the first land before time was like, was adult and like had like a sad stuff. The mommy dies. You want to give it to Dink. You want to give it to Dink. You know what? Forgiving Dink, the point. Forgiving Dink. You are a dick. Forgiving Dink, that point. But. <sighs> that's just my opinion. And that's fine, because all we have here are opinions and watermelon weather. Beer. <laughs>